Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. And speaking of sexy bodies, everyone, has it ever occurred to you that you have a choice to have a body that is stressed out, tired, maybe so ramped up you can't even go to sleep at night, or you might be able to stop time? Mm, Think about it. Our guest tonight in his new book, The Moment, talks about stopping time. We're going to find out more about that in just a moment, how that can benefit your health and I'm quite sure benefit your love life. So what if there was a way of knowing that our moments could be richer, that they could be deeper as they unfold? What if you could experience more memorable times in your life, on any given day, not just on special days, but every day. Well, that's exactly what Akeem Novak's book, The Moment, is all about. It introduces us to four very simple but powerful keys. And these keys are entirely common sense, and therein lies the beauty Common sense means we can all put them to use. Akeem is an international authority on presence. Hmm, We'll find out more about that. And interpersonal connection. His first two books, Infectious and The Power Speaking, that is Power Speaking, have become essential leadership development tools with Fortune 500 executives and entrepreneurs. Akeem's work integrates a wealth of experience in the personal transformation field, actor training, conflict resolution, and spiritual practice. He's been featured on 60 Minutes, NPR, Fox News, and in the Miami Herald. You can get his latest book at www.themoment.expert. All right, everyone, welcome to the show, Akeem Novak. Hi, Akeem. Hello, Dr. Brenda. How are you? I'm doing really well, and I'm excited to have you with us. It's so valuable for us to think in a different way about relationships. And I would like you to tell us a little more about what you mean when you say the moment. What does that mean? 
the first story that comes to mind in my first career, I was a an professional acting teacher in New York, and I taught at some really big acting schools. And we all have actors we admire, and actors train to learn how to be present in the moment. They get paid to do that, and they have to do it really well. And the first thing, I love that in your introduction, you also talked about passion and lovemaking. The first thing that any actor works on to be more present in the moment, if they take an acting class, they work on having a stronger experience of the five senses, meaning when we see, we really see, when we taste, we really taste, uh, when we smell, we really smell. And that sounds so obvious, but, but our, we tend to be so distracted in our minds with the stories we run, the chatter that we have, that we forget the simple pleasures that come from being in the moment and just noticing what is there and experiencing it fully. So that would be a really great place to start. Wow, I love that idea, that five senses. You know, that reminds me of a process that I do every week with my Uh mastermind community. Every Monday night, we start our sessions with what we call a virtualization, where whatever it is you want in your life, you have to see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, and smell it, and really experience it with the five senses. Well, because that gets us fully into our body, you know, and we have a deep cellular experience of it. And and I love your example, and, and I think what we're talking about tonight is that that possibility exists in every moment in life if we're willing to go there. So now, how did you get interested in being present Beyond acting, how do you get interested yeah. in applying it to other areas of your life? Um, one really transform, transformative experience in my life was uh, I, when, when I decided that show business was too workaholic for me, I took a year off from my life and had a little fantasy experience. I moved to a small island of the Caribbean, Tobago, part of beautiful culture, Trinidad and Tobago. And I had a little house overlooking the Atlantic for a year that I rented. And if you live on an island of 30,000 people, you can sort of see the island in the day. And then it's like you're living the movie Groundhog Day. Every day seems like the day. <laughs> but what it does, it forces you to slow down. And really, you know, the, the view out of the window is the same every morning. The bus comes by at the same time every hour. So suddenly, you know, I started to sink deeper into where I actually was. And that was my first tangible experience where I realized, oh, my life in New York, as much as I loved it, was pretty darn insane. And that that was the beginning of wanting to explore more what this is like to be more fully in the moment. Now, what was it like? Go back to the insane time. What was it like for you to be in the insane time? Because clearly you're saying something about that wasn't working. Well, I, the, the word that comes to my mind is, and I think a lot of our listeners know this, is we've all had those days where we go to bed at night and the whole day feels like one big blur. You know, we know we did a lot of stuff. We were busy. We might have even enjoyed a lot of it. But by the time we go to bed, we have a hard time remembering anything that really stands out. And I want to be the kind of person where when I go to bed, 
I'm able to, re- to remember my day and remember the moments that happen and savor them. And so part of it is about getting out of the blur, the constant doing, 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 rushing, 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 coupled with our mental obsessions and finding ways of just either slowing down a little bit or having transitions within the day that allow us to have a deeper appreciation of what we're experiencing. So in New York, before you went to Tobago, <laughs> you were in the blur. It was a blur. Was, Even I though was, you loved it, you enjoyed blur, yes. it. Yeah, it was a blur. And yeah. I know that when we start talking about speeding up, that there's a cost to us physically right. and emotionally. And I really want all of you wonderful modern lovers to really think about this because, you know, the geek here has to put a little bit of science into this. The key thing is that we experience what's called emotional blunting. When we move too fast, when we do too much, when we get Mm -hmm. too stressed out, we start to get kind of numb. And that emotional blunting makes us numb not just to our own feelings, but to the feelings of our loved ones, the feelings Mm -hmm. of other people. Other people become objects. Now, we're talking about modern love, which means here we are in a global, mobile, fast-paced world wanting to experience true love. And I think you might want to look at some of what Akim has to say as a pathway to help you connect with yourself and your beloved. So, Akeem, tell us more about this process of fully engaging with the senses. Is there a way that we can all practice that and get better at it? Well, a simple exercise I just describe in, in the book, and I've heard from a lot of readers who've tried it. It's so disarmingly simple, and this will give you a taste uh, of the kind of thing that actors do, but we can all do. Um, Just lie down on your bed or on the floor for two or three minutes, not to take a nap, not to meditate, but close your eyes and just listen to the sounds around you. And you're going to be startled because there are sounds that are there all the time that we just don't hear because we're too busy. Uh, And that's just isolating one of the senses. So that's a fun little exercise. You know, we can do a little exercise where we eat a meal and people play with the notions of just for one evening, let me have a silent meal where I don't talk to anybody, where my entire attention is to actually experiencing the food. And I know that's hard to do all the time, and I'm not advocating for that. But these these moments where we touch a deeper experience of what's already around us then translates into a deeper appreciation of the people I'm with, the people I love, because I'm able to notice and absorb more of who they are as well. Hmm. Now, talk about, you have a concept in the book about crave meaning. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, because I, I, it's, I think all of us long to have a deeper sense of purpose and meaning our lives and many great books have written about it because I write about the stuff that happens in the moment I'm really interested in the notion it's a Buddhist term it's called prajna wisdom and prajna describes the sort of wisdom that comes to us in the moment 
So the best example I can give you, because I think all of us have had this experience where, let's say we're at a social function, we're meeting somebody for the first time, and we get engaged in this wonderful conversation, and then suddenly the little voice inside says, wow, I think this person will be a friend for life. So that little voice, that's Prajna wisdom talking to us. And sometimes it talks to us in the middle of like a little voice or it can be like we're looking out the window, there's a neon light flashing a message and we notice, oh, this is the message I'm meant to receive right now. Or we have a sudden sense of calm in the body where we go, oh, yes, this feels good, this feels right. So these are subtle forms of meaning that can come to us at any time. And, uh, and they tend to uh, enliven our appreciation of the moment that we're in. And it behooves us to learn the secret language of meaning. It's talking to us all the time. We just tend to not pay attention. Hmm. Some people call it synchronicity. The right thing happens well, at the right time. You meet the right person, and suddenly you become aware that there's it, something well, is, else I, happening. I, I, I love the word synchronicity, but even when that happens, we need to allow it and notice it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, because a lot of us have have moments where we go, oh, that encounter a year ago with that person, why did I run away? Well, that, that, was, that was the moment of synchronicity, but I wasn't able to catch that moment when it happened. Ah, uh, that's a really good point because, you know, I was talking to someone recently in one of our classes who said to me, I feel so lucky because I did meet, it's, it's almost identical to what you said, he said, I met this woman a year ago, and something mm-hmm. about her struck me. And nice. she said hello, and I said hello, and we were in a coffee shop, and we chatted for a minute, and then I walked away. And he mm-hmm. said, for the last year, I thought, he even went back to the coffee shop several times, hoping to see yeah. her again. I thought about that woman, and then all of a sudden, he showed up at a retreat, and she was there. And guess what? Well, <laughs> I think that, you know the rest that's of the story. definitely what we call synchronicity. Yes, and the rest <laughs> of the beautiful. story is, of course, they started yeah. a relationship that's very wonderful, and they're very excited and very happy. But he knew something was happening the first time he met her. And I think we have well, I, all had those yeah. experiences, like you said. I, I love the phrase you used is, um, I was struck by somebody. And uh, and I think at any given time, wherever we are during the day, uh, things are ready to strike us. And very mm-hmm. often we're not willing to notice or we're not willing to be struck. You or know, too and busy, not, not, just being too busy. We are. You know, that's and, and, the blunting. Yeah, just not so noticing true. things. So true. So, Akeem, uh, let me just put this out. Anybody who has questions for Akeem Novak wants to know more about getting in the moment, you can call us at 989. Uh, wait a second, wait a second. It's uh, 347 <laughs> I'm going to get this right. It's 347 989 or hit me back on Twitter or Facebook, Dr. Brenda Wade, and we'll be happy to take your questions. All right, let's go deeper. 
Akeem, what does it mean to ride the energy wave? My um, One of my big awakenings, I'm going to get a little mystical now. Um, okay, go mystical on us. Go Yoda, go Yoda. Any of our listeners who are familiar with the notion of chi or prana or these more Eastern notions of, I call it, big energy. Or the um, force, big, the force be with you. The, the force be with you, I'll take that. I, 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 tend, to <laughs> li- li- I tend to like the, the, the Eastern language, but it works. We, we tend to actually, the, if, if, I've written about this a lot, and the, the most common American so formal translation is life force which sounds very fake because we don't use the notion of life force in everyday language. But, uh, but in the spiritual world, we talk about having an awakening about the fact that there is a world that's larger than the world that we knew. And I remember having an awakening where I was on, actually on a hilltop in Germany sitting on a bench overlooking a meadow, and you know I felt the big light pouring in, and I had a sense that there is an energy that's larger than me, and that's in, in Indians would call it sort of a kundalini awakening, the kundalini, the big energy. And until we know that that exists, you know, we only know what we know, and we don't know what we don't know. Um, but it was my, my, my introduction to the fact that a lot of what happens between us people is, yes, that's the spoken stuff, that's what you and I are doing right now, but I think the deeper connection happened on this bigger energetic level. And the good news is that energy is accessible to all of us. You know, a lot of our listeners may be familiar with the, the, the chakras, the energy centers uh, that run along the spine, and we can learn how to access those energies. And invariably when we do, other people tend to experience us as more energized, so they're drawn to us. And by energized, I don't mean rah-rah, big energy. We tend to think of it as extroverted energy. No, we're just energetically more who we truly are. Uh, and at the same time, um, we tend to attract people who are energetically open as well, which leads to more interesting connections, more interesting relationships. Much, professionally and much and more interesting and much deeper. Because I'll tell yeah. you, we started out talking about intimate connections and sexuality, if you really want to experience sexual ecstasy, being connected to your energy and the energy of another person, really connected, really present, really in the moment, is key, is it not? Well, for me, great sex or a great sexual connection is all about the exchange of energy with my partner. So uh, it's not about technique, and yes, it's fun to experiment, it's fun to do all those things, but to let the energy lead us, you know, when that happens, that's the magic. And it may lead to an orgasm, it may not, but the exchange, the, the, the energy that we feel with each other, that's the gift. Mm, beautiful, and that's a bit of big energy, really bringing it down to the deepest level. One of the exercises I like to recommend that couples do is just feeling the energy of one another's hands Mm -hmm. without actually letting the hands touch. Because when you start to experience your partner at that level, 
where you're mm-hmm. really allowing yourself to feel the warmth and energy without physical touch. When you do touch, bam, there's an ignition. And now, what, what I love about your... Go ahead. <laughs> what, I know what I love about your example is, uh, and, and I, I coach very senior executives on how they show up in public, so I, I'm interested in the notion of public performance. But the moment we get that intimate with somebody... Uh, the more we can remove the performance aspect and drop into just being, which is what your your hands not touching initiates. That's the beauty of your example. It's beyond performance, you know. Mm-hmm. It's being. It's really just it's being. being. It now, really is. This business of the chakras. For those who are like, what the heck are chakras? All <laughs> chakras are are the place in the body where your yeah. body is generating the most energy, and that is in the area we call the endocrine glands. All the master glands of the body that control metabolic function of various kinds are little factories. or little electrochemical yeah. factories producing hormones. And ancient people, without being able to see into the body, could experience the energy in these centers and call them chakras and discover that they had more to do with well-being than just hormones. It had to do with flows of energy in the body, that the energy had to flow for people to be healthy. So there's just your little lesson on chakras today. So we've been riding the energy wave, and now the moment we've all been waiting for, speaking of the moment... How do you slow down time? Because most of us are stressed out, and what we want to talk about is making the choice to go from being stressed out to slowing down time or even stopping time. Yeah. How do we do that? Uh, What does it mean? Well, there are, for me, two complete, seemingly opposite ways of getting there come to mind. The most obvious one that that a lot of us are familiar with now is is the practice of meditating, uh, which can, even if we we meditate for just five or ten minutes in the morning, um, it's not always pretty because we notice that the the chatter in in the brain, it's not always relaxing. But the more we do it, we get in the habit of starting the day in a slower, calmer manner, where we're more connected to who we are, and we tend to bring that to every interaction we have in the day. So the quality of our interactions tends to change. And meditation at its best um, has three levels of letting go. We, we let go of the chatter in the mind for a moment if we're fortunate. We let go of the desire to distract ourselves and run around and suddenly start cleaning the house and the stuff that we think we have to do. And we let go of the stress in the body. And once we let go of all three, people who love to meditate and are hooked on it talk about getting to this experience of peace or bliss. And in the moment where we get to the peace or bliss, the notion of time doesn't exist anymore. And it comes back. But for a moment or two or three minutes or ten minutes, time no longer matters. So that tends to be the gift. What is valuable about that? When we can stop time or slow time, why is that so valuable? The 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 valuable part is how we bring that to the rest of our lives. Uh, 
So the, the practice in and of itself is, is a private act, but we live in a public world. You know, but it, it really changes the way we engage with other people. We show up less frenetic. We are calmer. We're more fully in our bodies. And it changes the way we interact with people in, in ways that may be in, in, intangible to us, but people qualitatively experience us differently. Now, ironically, the whole other end, because you've already mentioned the word flow, and I love the word flow, and flow tends to happen when we are so fully absorbed in an activity that we lose all sense of time. You know, like we, we look at a clock and we went, gosh, two hours just passed, and I, I thought it was only 10 minutes. Yeah, it's the kind so of that's... thing also when we see a great performance or a great athlete at the top of their game or, yes. you know, a, a pianist or a singer at the top of their game, we feel it's effortless even though there may be 20,000 hours of practice in it, Mm -hmm. it looks and feels effortless, and it just takes us away. Now, we have a question here. Uh, Let's get this in really quickly before we run out of time. This is from Sandy in San Francisco. Sandy says, can you explain why what everybody's talking about as mindfulness is important Mm -hmm. in our daily lives? I'd like to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. there are many explanations to mindfulness, but on, on the simplest level is, uh, let's say, I, I'm a, if you're sitting at work and you're in the middle of a business meeting at work, you're participating in the conversation, but at the same time, you're also observing your behavior in it, and you're making choices from that outside eye who's watching over you. So we, we're operating on two tracks, and the beauty is instead of getting lost in something, and it can be wonderful to get lost. We're able to be in it and observe and make choices at the same time. So it tends to lead us to a more aware and I would say grown-up way of engaging with people in the world. And that's the mm. gift. Aware, grown-up way. Now, grown-up means that we're triggering the higher cortex. And I took a class not too long ago with uh-huh. a famous neurologist who studies uh-huh. brains of monks who have been mm-hmm. doing meditation for long periods of time. And they found that the higher cortex, the executive function in the brain, yeah. literally their brains in that area get thicker, get bigger from meditating. So it's no accident that you would say Very cool. we can act more like adults because that adult part of the brain is developing. And listen, that alone in my book is worth a lot. We could use a few more adults around here. So we only have a few minutes left, Hakeem. What do you want to leave us with? We know that this being in the moment has the four steps that you outlined Mm. for us, the ability to slow down time, ride the energy wave, you know, really being present with that, fully engage with all five senses, and to really crave meaning in the moment the meaning of our lives. And I'm saying, if you do all that, your love life, your sex life, your connection with other people and with yourself gets better. What else have we got here, Akeem? (laughs) Uh, Well, you you took us to a wonderful payoff in your summary right there. I love that, Dr. Brenda. Um, I... I find that I want to encourage all of us to 
find ways of uh, rediscovering a more childlike delight in the world uh, that that we we tend to forget about with our obligations, our commitments, our obsessions. Uh, and the, child, the, the four keys in my book are really ways of returning to a childlike enjoyment of the world. And if I want to relate to the love life, I mean, the best love life for me is a childlike enjoyment of my partner and the exchange we have together rather than an obsession with performance or an obsession of get racing to orgasm and all those things. So childlike delight in in every moment with a stranger I meet, with my colleague at work, with my lover, uh, and it begins by by no, by paying attention to what we can notice in the moment. Mm. All right, everyone. What you can notice in the moment that the name of the book is The Moment: A Practical Guide to Creating a Mindful Life. In a Distracted World, it's by Akeem Novak, our guest tonight, and we are so happy to have a chance to take a deep dive and to really understand that this can make every part of our lives better. So there are lots of rituals, other things you can check out in the book, and Akeem's website, once again, take this down, you know, I want you all to build a library, is moment. Dot expert. Okay, got Andy. that everybody? Now stay tuned. Coming up next week, we have our guest Jonathan Asley, who's going to talk about the ultimate dating guide, followed by Brad Axelrad, who's going to talk about facing your greatest fears. Big, huge thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, to our social producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers, lots and lots of love and many, many blessings. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.